Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Owen Colgan. Hope you're keeping well. We've got so much to get through. We're going to look at the aftermath of the Euro 2020 final, which was played in the year 2021, all thanks to a bat. I'm also going to be telling a story about dancing and what that means. And finally, we're going to be talking about memory. Would you like to have a perfect memory? If so, would it change the way we look at life as it is today? All that and more coming up right here on the Owen Colgan Experience. I was walking past my neighbour the other day when I was out for a run. I was going for a really long, quick run. And the thing about me is I'm so fast and I'm so fit that I was going so quickly that I didn't realise that as I was running past my neighbour, I was living to... Excuse me, I was listening to Livin' La Vida Loca by the great Ricky Martin, or should I say Sir Ricky Martin? Now, as I was running past my neighbour, he kind of gave me this look as if to say, get your fucking shit together. And I'm like, who are you to judge what music I listen to? Now, of course, none of this happened at all, but I mean, I felt inside me that he was judging me. My music was very loud. When I got home, I realised how loud it was. And it reminded me that the song Living La Vida Loca is just an absolute gorgeous bit of work by the great Ricky Martin. And it's a nightclub classic. You're living La Vida Loca. You're going a bit nuts. And fuck it, we'll see what happens. And my neighbour, you know, I don't think he was happy with the song choice. But again, you have to live your life and you can't live through anyone else's eyes. been present at least not present enough to realize the gifts that I have you know usually hindsight reminds me of the beauty of a particular moment but as the great Tiger Woods once said hindsight is always 2020 or in his case it's 2015 but that in itself is at least a little sad because you're longing for a time past I'm beginning to get better at becoming present something that has helped tremendously is thinking about my inevitable death. Because it's the only certainty I have in my life and it means that I'll only be a memory to someone someday. So why wouldn't I enjoy this moment right now? Why can't I enjoy my coffee in the morning? Why can't I enjoy driving around eating Twixes in the car looking out the window at people who are sweating on the main street? You know, if I want to be out in nature and if I want to extend my walk, by fuck I'll do it. Or if I want to stand in front of a huge group of people Thank you very much for joining me this week's on this week's podcast. Before I go any further, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that's supporting me on Patreon. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Your, con- your support continues to push this podcast forward every day. And I really do appreciate it. And to Golden Make Jamons for their support. Your lovely, delicious jamons continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. And they are very, very tasty indeed. I highly recommend them. Um... Euro 2021, the dust has settled. What's happening now? Football did not come home to England, the motherland of the oval, sorry, not oval, round ball. And the Italians took it. And how are people feeling about that now? Well, it's said that the Italians are still down there, down south of Europe, celebrating away, enjoying the crack, having couples of, couples of glasses of wines and stuff like that. The English, of course, they're licking their wounds. And it just, it was a great tournament. 
It was a great tournament and the, the English team should be proud of themselves. They got to the final. I know what it's like to get to a final. Trust me, I'm a super athlete. I've been there. I've been there. I'm Mayo's third fittest man, thank you very much. The reason why I didn't win that competition was because I cycled to the tournament. And when I got there, I was wrecked. So by the time I had to do all the different events and there was long jump, there was sprints, there was running around a room, there was smashing things. There were so many different categories into Mayo's Fittest Man and I came third because I was wrecked. I shouldn't have cycled to the event. The judge wouldn't take that on board. So I came third. I should be top. I should be the, the fittest man. Mayo, Mayo's third fittest man, 2017, that was. That was right before the, the whole COVID-19 kicked off. But... um. I was always a big fan of soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, growing up. And Euro 2021 really reminded me, brought back a lot of great memories. I'll tell you a quick story. I, um, I, we were losing 2-1 in the milk final of the Mayo Cup. We were 2-1 down. The manager was looking around the bench going, I don't know what to do, lads. What am I going to do? And I just went to him, bring me on quick, quick, get me on there. So he said, right, you're coming on in 10 minutes. So I took off my jeans, took off my shirt. I put on my um, football boots, put on my shorts, put on my jocks, put on my t-shirt, put on my vest, put on a jumper because it was cold. And I walked out into the pitch and the manager said to me, what position do you want to play in? I said, it doesn't matter. And he goes, what? And I said, just just watch. So we were 2-1 down. I ran up to my goalkeeper. He had the ball. I said, give us that ball there, will you? So he rolled the ball out to me. I proceeded to run directly through the heart of their team. And I mean straight through the middle of the field where all their players had congregated because they saw me coming on. They knew that I had a bit of flair. I must add to the story that I was wearing yellow Predator football boots. So people knew that I I had something about me, that I wasn't just some flash in the pan. They knew that I was a hotshot. Probably rumours had got around the local towns that this guy is hot shit. And he's going to go places. So I came on anyways. 2-1 down. The keeper gives me the ball. Start running towards their best players. They can't get the ball off me. I'm not Megan. I'm slide tackling. I'm heading the ball. I'm, you know, doing the Johan Cruyff turn. Nobody can get near me. Nobody's touching the ball. I come in on, on the goalkeeper. I um, look at my manager and I say to him, I bet you're glad you brought me on. And he just starts laughing. Pegged the ball into the top left-hand corner. Boom. We win the cup 2-0. And it's all thanks to my goals. The manager says, please stay on. We'll give you, we start paying you 50 quid a week. I was like, no, I'm going to Galway. And that was pretty much the end of my career. Now, a lot of people out there would say stuff like, no, that never happened. You actually got done for stealing money out of the dressing room, didn't you? No, no, I didn't actually. Thank you very much to Kevin and the crew. I didn't get caught for stealing any money from the opposition team or watches or whatever you want to say it was and yes I had similar watches to their players but that doesn't mean that I went into the change room and took what was theirs because I wouldn't do that I wouldn't do that and the reason why I wanted to get taken off 10 minutes before the end of the game was because I like to be in the showers before all the lads are in there I like to get nicely warmed up I like to get myself nice and clean nice and fresh I don't want to be in the shower for the first time with another 10 lads and everyone's throwing the soap around the place and there's a bit of pushing going on and it's all good fun. But I want to be nice and fresh by the time that that happens so that when the when the referee and the linesman do end up coming into the showers, you know, we can have a nice time of it and we're not worried about cleanliness.
Roberto Baggio passes the ball to Redondo Ravinelli. The teams are defending very well. Arlen passes the ball to Redondo has the ball. He passes the ball to Viali. Viali is now moving through the field. Viali passes the ball the to... The weather is very wet today. Arlen have the ball. Gianfranco Zola. He gets tackled by Italy. Gianfranco Zola. The weather is... Gianfranco Zola has the ball as we speak. He's going against the... He passes the ball to Zola. the ball right Viali. now. Ravinelli's a great player. Oh, look at that play from Ravinelli. Ravinelli passes the ball to... Now, before we hop on to the next part of the podcast, which is about dancing, Man City are the favourites to land English captain and Sports Mail also understands they are confident of securing a hundred million move for Jack Grealish. One hundred million for Jack Grealish, a lad that can't even put his fucking shin pads on right. They want to pay a hundred million for this lad who is more concerned with looking fancy than playing proper ball like me. So that, that just annoys me that a fella who's not even better than me, he's actually worse, would move from one team to the other for 100 million. Well, this back in the day, they wouldn't even fucking give 10 quid to sign me up for Castlebar Celtic. Uh, dancing is the next thing I want to talk about. I always thought that I was a great dancer and that fucking backfired royally. When I was out on the dance floor in a place called, uh, I don't know the name of the place, but it was in Mexico anyways. And I thought, oh, here I am. I'm going to show them a thing or two. I come from the land of Michael Flatley. Of course I can dance better than anyone in this room. I thought I was brilliant. Michael Jackson came on, beat it. I was out there on the dance floor, grabbing my crotch, doing a small bit of the moonwalk. Yes, I had a couple of pints on board. I thought I was a better dancer than I was. And things backfired when eventually a lot of people started coming out on the dance floor to bust a move. And I thought to myself, these guys are not going to be able to keep up with my moves. They just won't. They just will not. Because again, I come from the land of Michael Flatley. Have you seen how quick that lad can spin the toes? No one's going to keep up with me. Turns out that backfired. I can't dance for shite. Made a fool of myself. I've got about a six or seven second window of, if you looked at me in a dance floor, you'd think, oh, that lad can dance. That lad's a good dancer. Look at him moving there. And then you looked away. You'd have a good memory in your mind of what kind of dancer I am. But if you look at me for longer than 10, 20 seconds, you realise that the moves that I'm doing are just a continuous loop of crap. And I can't really dance. And there, the chicken's out of the bag now. The truth is out there. So I wouldn't mind getting some hip-hop dancing lessons if anyone out there knows of them. I did, years and years ago, I went to um, a hip-hop dancing class in Galway. I went with the boo from Hardy Books and uh, I was, we were both a bit hungover. So it's not the best thing to be doing when you're hungover because you're kind of, a lot of the time you're on your head and they want you to do sort of spins with your head. And it was a bit of, there was a bit of break dancing in there too. And it's not good for your stomach if you're, if you're kind of semi hungover. I had paid for the class at the time, you see, so I had to go. I think the class was like 15 quid for an hour, which is it's pricey enough you know you want to get your money's worth so I was in there with the boo and we were in there for about an hour and a half just on our heads sweating would I recommend it no not in a million years I'm going to stick to the few moves that I had I might incorporate a few new moves because we we know that the dance floors are going to open up very soon and I want to I want to be able to spin the toes I want people to look at me and go look at your man dancing look how good he can move um but no, maybe not. I did go to, back in the day when I lived in Galway, 
in order to try to meet a partner, I used to go to salsa classes and bachata classes. And really and truly, it was never in me to dance. I could never get the moves down. But I used to go to different classes just to try to meet somebody because you get partnered up with somebody and you're dancing very close together. And before you know it, you're like, oh, so where are you from? You start talking to each other. And then they say, do you want to go for another dance? And you're like, well, I can't really dance. And then they're kind of looking at you going, well, you're here at a fucking dance class. So you kind of have to put yourself out there. But the Bachata now is a different thing altogether. I don't know what I recommend it. If you haven't never seen Bachata, type it into YouTube. And it's this, and I don't care what anyone says. This is a very erotic dance. Your body and your partner's body are touching. And I mean touching. There's a bit of grinding going on. There's a bit of gyrating going on. There's a bit of whining and dining, as they say, in Mexico. And uh, it's very, very close. It's very sensual. And I think it's the next thing. It's the, it's the next level away from sex. It's like grinding. You know when you're with somebody and you're grinding away, whether it be in a nightclub or an alleyway or the house, the living room, whatever. This is the same thing, but with music. And it's so sensual and draws the eye in. But when I was trying to do it, it just looked like I was trying to hump my partner. So I, I ended up not going to that class anymore. And... The only time after that, then years and years later, I said, I'll, I'll try and pick up a bit of salsa. I'll try and get good at a bit of salsa. So I went to this salsa class in Dublin, in the cobblestone. And in there, there was loads of people from all walks of life. It was a great collection of people. The teacher was from China. He was teaching us salsa. She took on the music. Now, I looked at the teacher and he couldn't dance to save his life, but he was slightly better than me. So that's, you know, he had the authority. But there was people in there who could dance way better than him way better and he was trying to bust out the moves and he was like I think it's this way no maybe it's this way and eventually there was a lady there from Poland she was kind of up there with him and she started doing the classroom and teaching the class and she was like uh, getting us all to do different moves but I was there for like an hour an hour and a half and I was like I cannot wait for this to finish I will never return to a class again and good luck to some people you need to do it when you're good and young it's as if my body is set in the way that it moves now. It's not going to move too many different ways. I'm not going to turn into Shakira overnight. Okay, so that's, it's dead in the water. My dancing days are done. Do you want to go jiving? This summer, come on down to the Jivathon outside Casabar Tesco Car Park. People from all walks of life will be out jiving. Come on down to the Jivathon, where people from all walks of life can do a bit of jiving on the main street. We'll be jiving the night away. Do you like to dance? Do you do a bit of jiving? It's going to be a great night full of crack and a bit of jiving. And we're hoping to see you there at the Jivathon. Bring a partner. Bring a spare shirt. It's going to be a sweaty one. Come on down to the jiving, where you can meet people and jive the night away. Now, before we get down to talking about memory and how important the memory is and asking the question, if you were able to view your memories, would that change the personality that you have right now? Because you're living your memories through your subjective view. But if you had an objective view through a little video or whatever, you know what I mean? The way things are kind of gone, you want to be cute, you want to be awful cute. But would you look at your memories? Would it change your perception of who you are right now? But before we get down to that, I got a question in from a lady and she said to me, my boyfriend wants to have a threesome. What should I do? It's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Because 
You can have a lot of fun with threesomes. You can have a hell of a lot of fun. It's double the trouble, double the double the fun as well. It depends what your preferences are. For example, in my case, I would like to have a threesome with two women. I wouldn't like to have a threesome with another man there. I'd like to, to be two women. Some people would like to have a threesome with three lads. It could be three women. It could be a mixture of whatever, whatever it is you want. But this lady in particular, I'm sure the boyfriend is probably... Well, I'm not sure actually, but who knows what the boyfriend's looking for. Basically, you guys have a threesome. It's going to change. It's going to change your opinions of each other. You're going to see that person in a different light. You're not going to be able to see them the same. Not necessarily in a worse way, but you have to realize that your body is a temple. And you're going to be sharing that with somebody else. And your partner's going to be watching on. Hopefully not from a chair in the corner of the room, like some people do. I've heard stories especially in the Galway days, where people would ask you to have sex with their partner. You'd end up going back to the house and you'd, the partner, yourself and the partner would be in the bed, basically. And then there'd be a lad in the corner in the shadows with nothing on. I've heard that that happens. I don't want to go into that one too much, but this case in particular is tricky because your boyfriend is asking you to do something that you, you mightn't necessarily want. Now, you didn't say whether you want to do it or not. You have to think long and hard about this. It will change the game. You'll be stepping over a line when it does happen. Don't get me wrong, you could have the bloody time of your life. It could be the three, you could be having fucking grey crack. You might do it more than once. You could do it up to ten times. You could keep doing it. And it could be the best thing that ever came out of this COVID. But, at the same time, you have to be willing to sacrifice the idea that your relationship probably will change. So you want to be very, very cute. And if you do go for it, enjoy it. It's like having an ice cream. Don't be feeling guilty about it if you do do it. But if you don't do it, that's also fine. We don't need to be kinky just because the internet says we have to be kinky. We can go to whatever boundary it is we want to go to. And if that involves you going to a threesome or you uh, going into an orgy, whatever, whatever, maybe. It kind of reminds me of the time, actually. I never I never really had a proper threesome, to be honest. It was more so uh, two confused people and another person that knew what they were doing. But I went to a sex party years and years ago in Sweden. And I know I said it before in a, in a podcast, but it sounds great on paper. Wow, I'm in a sex party in Sweden. All these beautiful people, they're going to be all naked. You're just going to have to just join in. You know, it's almost like you join the queue when you're pulling into McDonald's drive through That's how easy it was going to be. Trust me, it wasn't. They'd be looking at you, kind of staring at you, wondering what you're doing there. You'd feel insecure about the whole place. You know, you might end up taking off your pants or your shirt people will look at you you're wondering are they looking at you because you're half naked or because this was not the right procedure and a lot of these things you don't really quite know how to get into them that's the hardest part you know even with the threesome where do you start but i suppose there's plenty of videos on the internet for that anyways and i won't say any more about that but good luck to you anyways and i wish you the best and whatever you do do just enjoy it now we've come to the Indito de la Pastatito, as they say in Spain, which means the end of the show. And before we head off, um, there's one more topic to get through, and that is memory. And I read recently that if eventually we do have perfect memories, we're using computers or some type of technology to store our memories, then that means that there's never going to be any subjectivity on your... your uh, beliefs or your not beliefs but 
You know the way like you think about something that's happened in the past and you, ha- you look at true rose tinted glasses, for example, like the 90s. When I think back to the 90s, I think, oh, it was lovely weather. Everyone was so friendly. Nobody was on their phones. The music was great. The food was good and everything was great. But really, if you went back to the 90s, you'd probably see a lot of suffering too and a lot of hardship and a lot of cold, wet days and a lot of boring times going on. So they reckon that if you are given the opportunity to have a perfect memory, it's going to remove any subjectivity. Therefore, nobody's going to have a personality anymore because really it's your interpretation of events that make your personality. I think that's what they were getting at. I'm not too sure. But you can imagine you had an argument with your friend and it was years and years ago and you weren't quite sure what happened but you were you kind of thought you knew and he was the same. You both went back and watched the video and it turns out you're both fucking talking shit. Well, that's the beauty of these perfect memories. But at the same time then, I mean, it takes away any bit of fun you can have or any bit of imagination that you can have to your past life and who knows, it's it's the way things are going. Does it scare you? It scares me a small bit, if I'm honest. You know, when we were in school, they were always, they'd always say to us, keep the calculators on you at all time. You know, you're going to need them when you grow up. Now, you don't even need to know what part of the world Australia is in because you can just take out your phone, you can type in where the fuck is Australia into Google and it'll tell you straight away. And you don't need that information anymore. You don't need to know that information inside your brain. They're actually getting, mem- getting rid of memory. Your brain as a memory storing unit, it's game over. It's game over. The laptops, the phones are taking over. That could be good though because it might give us a bit of time to do the things we want to do. Like go for a nice BLT tonight in Berlinat. So that's it, folks. Let me know what you think about the the whole memory thing. Are you a fan of AI and all that stuff that's going to eventually come in and take over society? I guess it will anyways. I wouldn't want it to do that. But I mean, the way things are going, everyone's on their phones, fucking technology. Bloody, by the way, Jeff Bezos was in space the other day. Himself and the brother and the wife and, sorry, his mother and her toy boy. The four of them went to space in the afternoon. Came back then for fucking tea you couldn't write it you just could not write it um but that's the way things are going technology's taking over we're probably going to colonize another planet that's the way i see things going somewhere up there in space they're going to colonize another planet and we're going to have super highways between this earth and let's say jupiter even though i'm not quite sure if you can colonize jupiter probably can't it's probably too gassy or there's some shit up there that you can't that doesn't suit us humans so it's going to take a while for us to figure that shit out but um, that's the way things are going. We're going to turn into robots. But until then, let's have a bloody good time of it. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Thanks very much for supporting this podcast. Really does mean a lot to me. Have a lovely evening for yourself or whatever time you listen to this. Have a lovely day of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Good luck. <laughs>